It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 260, The Pilot. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. What's going on, Purple Pants Posse? We are entering into the month of August. Summer, slow down, because I don't have time for fall or winter. Well, actually, I do got a little time for the fall because I love fall activities. But summer, slow down, okay? It was right. You rained all through June. So now we need an extra month back. So I would like to, you know, speak to the supervisor of the universe to see if we can exchange June for September and October because I need some more warm months. But I hope everyone's summer is going well. Baby boy had a busy weekend. You know, I was up in the Hamptons with some housewives when DZ had got invited to Jill Zarin, you know, from the Real Housewives of New York. She had a little, you know, fundraiser. And so we got to go and baby, I was in Bravo. Housewife royalty. Cynthia Bailey was there. Her sister Mallory Marge from New Jersey was there. Okay, the Countess Luan. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friend. Elegance is learned, my friend. Okay, the Countess was in the building. Julia Hart the former CEO of Elite Model Agency and uh, the star of My Unorthodox Life, Jill Zarin, of course. Now, let me let me just say this real quick. Jill Zarin and the Countess, they look amazing in person. Like, they look great. I almost feel like the camera does not do them justice. So, Baby Boy was in the Hamptons. Then, you know, allegedly the... The boxing fight of the century was this weekend, so I had to go watch it with my family, but it really didn't turn out to be the boxing fight of the century, so I was just confused about that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the baby boy was back and forth from the Hamptons to Philadelphia, and I have to get ready for Aza's lip sync battle tonight, and then tomorrow, August 2nd, her, her big brother premiere party in New York. So, listen... Baby boy got a lot going on. I'm trying to just, you know, manage my work, trying to do whatever I could do. But listen, I'm just really happy and excited for Big Brother. They just released the cast and I am so excited. You already know it's Team Jared over here. 
we here on the Purple Pants Posse podcast and the posse, we are Team Jared. So I'm really excited for Big Brother and, you know, Survivor, Amazing Race, The Challenge USA. All of this is right around the corner. So, you know, we have to give you the coverage that you need. But listen, I am really excited for this week's episode. Okay, it is giving. We got the church announcements and it is a casual week episode. So I finally got Amon to set a date for us. And so we were able to talk about some of the criticism Beyonce's tour has been given. Baby, you know, we had to talk about the UFO hearings. We have to have the discussion about T.S. Madison and Jess Hilarious. And we talk about the Carly Russell saga. So it's definitely a casualty you don't want to miss. Miss Barb stops by to deliver some Barb's message. And of course, we have to crown a freak of the week. So listen, let's get these church announcements started. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. It's a church announcement so now. Welcome to church. And for this week's church announcements, I feel like it has been a church announcement, a time or two or three before, but nevertheless, sometimes we have to hear messages over and over and over again until we listen. So I just want to put it on my heart and mind to tell my posse and to tell anyone that's listening, um, it is okay for you to have boundaries, right? They don't have to have a rhyme or reason to other people, but your boundaries are your boundaries and we should not feel guilt or shame or people peer pressuring us to do things that are outside of our boundaries that we have set very clearly. And so I just want to give you permission, whoever is listening, to know that your boundaries are your boundaries. And that's the end of the story. So in order for you to set your boundaries, I think that it is important for us to listen to our intuition sometimes. Sometimes I feel like our intuition tells us like, mm, maybe we shouldn't go to the movies this weekend. Maybe we should stay in and save our money because our boundary is we've got goals. And so I'm not going out. And so when your friends invite you out to go to the movies, it is OK for you to say, I'm going to pass. But keep me posted the next time. I just think that we need to normalize it being okay for us setting our boundaries and us listening to our intuition because our intuition is never going to steer us wrong. I think that we get, we feel bad. We feel pressure to, you know, do a million things. And like, like I say all the time, you come first, your priorities, your needs come first. Okay. If you don't take care of yourself, who is going to take care of you? With Amon and B, it's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. It's a casual tea. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but we are back with the casual. 
thick casual tea with Aman and B. Aman has been here, there, everywhere. I could not nail him down to a date, time, place. This time it favorite was my soda. <laughs> favorite cheesesteak. So listen, I had to go to my house, ring the doorbell, act like I was an Uber Eats to get us our casual tea. Well, this one back. was my fault. So I will take that criticism. <laughs> They're all your fault, Aman. I'm always just sitting here waiting. Well, let's, not, for, let's not tell lies now. Let's not get struck it's, down by lightning. Well, listen, if I'm lying, never mind. Uh, no, listen, but we are back. This is like, us, I guess, officially our first summer casual tea. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. You know, casual tea is one of my favorite segments that we do. And I feel like the inception of the casual tea was to talk about Big Brother because, you know, a lot of the posse were like, you need to get into Big Brother. And so they was like, you know what? Reach out to Amon. Um, and so here we are. With Big Brother getting ready, it's Tuesday, and Big Brother is getting ready to premiere on Wednesday. Um, your thoughts? Are you excited? You know, I got to ask you this every year. Will you be not showering? <laughs> Will you be on the live feeds? What is your <laughs> thought process? Past two American seasons, uh, with 23 and 24, just you know, the whole dialogue, the cookout, that became exhausting towards the end of 23, and then the whole thing with Taylor was exhausting for pretty much the entire and then we had this craziness with Big Brother Canada and getting rid of the live feed. So Big Brother was really not Big Brothering for me a lot of the time for the past couple of years. It's been about 10 months since I've really sat down and enjoyed some good Big Brother. So I'm I'm very excited. I feel really well rested and I'm ready to dive in on the live feeds and take my notes and see what's going on. See what the Tuskets are giving. It's a landmark season. It's It should be a good time. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, you know, when the cast gets revealed, I think people will know why I'm even more excited. Uh, but, you know, this may be one of the first Big Brother seasons that I am going to put my big foot forward and attempt to watch as much of it as I can. You know, normally I just like to stay up on the Reddits and the Twitter. It fills me up. But I have you know, uh, a bigger reason to watch this season. And so I'm excited to be at Oz's premiere party tomorrow. So it should be amazing. And, you know, obviously, hopefully we can pin Amon down so that he can give us some updates on the casual tea of Big Brother. But let's go right I on will into see you at Oz's party. Yes. Tomorrow. Oh, OK. I'm so excited. Um, R.A.T.P. So, asked me to do the takeover on Instagram for them. Um, so I'll be, I guess I'll be doing some interviewing and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll see you there. <laughs> yes, that is exciting. Okay, so now let's get into it. Renaissance, the Renaissance tour. Uh, I went to the Philly show. Did you go? I went to the Philly show. Oh. And what, what was your thoughts? I, oh man, I've already said this online, but I, I'm not even being dramatic. I have been experiencing low grade depression ever since the ending of the show. <laughs> Everything that I felt like I was going to get, I got. She, her voice sounds just even more amazing in person energy 
the stage presence, the dedication to her craft, the setup, the stage design, the, the utter joy that you could feel being surrounded by all those other fans. Yeah. All of the fashion, the outfits that people came up with, the outfits that the dancers had on, the outfits that she had on. Just like her face. She was so close to me. She was so close to me. She flew directly over me at the end when she gets in that harness. Soft spoiler for those of you that don't know, but at the end of the show, she gets in a harness and kind of just glides over the crowd to say her goodbyes. She was, I could, if I would have jumped up, I could have touched <laughs> the hem of her garment. So why didn't you jump? Because my hand is not worthy to touch something so pure and divine. I cried when she got out on stage. I cried when she said the words Philadelphia. I cried when she disappeared after the show was over. I, the woman is the greatest living entertainer and i will not hear anything to the contrary we are witnessing history a cultural icon legend just anything that you could say times it by 10 i love the show i'm debating on whether or not i want to go again but i'm trying to be financially responsible because i already didn't spend so much money on the damn tickets for philly and i just She's amazing. If you have the chance to go and see Beyonce on the Renaissance tour album that was specifically geared towards celebrating queer folk, queer black folk in particular, go and see the show and get your life and get some lotion for the soul. I felt so reinvigorated and rejuvenated and I had so much love and pride for myself and for my friends. I just felt like it was such a healing experience and i'm going to stop rambling now so that rice can give you all his thoughts but i i'm completely overwhelmed and just like full of gratitude and love and gratefulness that i got the chance to see this woman perform i echo your sentiment um you know this is like my fifth time seeing beyonce and i have said before like renaissance is not my favorite body of work from beyonce um so i'll be honest i was not this excited to go to the tour right like you know however what i will say is that after the tour bish I've been jamming to Renaissance. Like, you know, I agree. Like, it was just literally a cultural phenomenon. It was amazing for me. It was just the people around me. Like, I, the girls in front of me, I made friends with them. This young, yes. young lady next to me was from Barcelona. She was by herself. She happened to, like, you know, was traveling to the U.S. and saw that it was, you know, the day that she'd be in Philadelphia. Beyonce would be there. So she just bought a ticket. She was sitting next to me. We became friends. Like, it was just truly a celebration. Now, you know, I'm for the streets. So I took any opportunity to be walking around to see people because I just, like, I love to give people their flowers. So I completely agree with you. Now, I do want to ask you, um, specifically at, because Philadelphia was Beyonce's first uh, North America tour date stop. And specifically at the Philadelphia show, there seemed to be a genre of gays that were very critical of 
Miss Beyonce. And I think <laughs> that... I was wondering where you were going with that with genre of gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's a very specific genre of gays. And I honestly feel like Renaissance could potentially have been the first body of work of Beyonce's that they were introduced to, right? I'm sure they know single ladies. I'm sure they know crazy in love, but I really feel like because of the critique, right? I just feel like Renaissance had to have been their first body of work that they were introduced to Beyonce, but they took to the, they took to Beyonce's internet to uh-huh. essentially say like they felt like the, the set list was weird. Why would she start with these songs like Dangerously in Love and One Plus One? They also said that the tickets said uh, six o'clock. They got there at 5.30. The show didn't start until nine. And they just had all of these critiques of Beyonce, Giselle, no Carter. And I'm just curious to know your thoughts of the critiques that people had been giving and the thing that I loved about the critiques were people there were a couple of like TikToks that went viral and specifically a lot of black women were stitching the videos and at every point in which that this genre of gays had to say <laughs> um, these black women were correcting each and every point and let's just be clear okay Beyonce is a black woman if the tickets say six o'clock Maybe the show ain't going to start till 7.38, if that. Okay, let me just say that. Okay, but anyway, you go, your, your, your rebuttal. So I loved watching all of these people come to Beyonce's defense, um, especially in this, in this light. I will say, I know the gentleman that went viral because um, there was a, f- a few videos, but I think we might be talking, and I think a lot of people are talking about one particular video. Um, this man's name is Murphy. And I don't think that he would have any qualms with me saying his name because his name is in his TikTok name. His name is in his, his Instagram name. I met him a year ago. I was out in the neighborhood actually, and he recognized me from RHAP, and we got to talking about Big Brother. We was it was during Big Brother Big Brother twenty three, and he had a couple of interesting um, opinions about the cookout, but we don't have to go into that. So I would just say that it wasn't surprising that I saw his ass <laughs> going viral again for criticizing um, the show. First of all, if you go to any concert, the show start typically is not when the show actually starts. (laughs) There are about 50,000 people that were trying to get into that venue. The show is not starting at 7, okay? No show is starting at 7 o'clock. It said it was starting at 7, but no. And a quick Twitter search, Google search, will also help you figure that timing out because I was stressed myself. I had a pregame party at my place. So I wanted to make sure that I was getting there in time. I Googled. I was like, I went, I went on Twitter. I was like, when she performed in Toronto, what time did she actually go on stage? Everybody said from 8 to 8.30 was when she started on that stage. You go, you go and look, look at the London shows. Everyone was like, yep, from 8 to 8.30 shows on that stage. So you could have figured that out a long time ago. She wasn't starting at no damn seven. If the show is ending at like around 11 o'clock, you think she's performing for four hours? I mean, Beyonce's superhuman but she's not that superhuman second of all it is a two hour and 45 minute show okay renaissance renaissance is a dance album okay therefore it would only make sense for her to start off a little slow 
to come back to the stage. This is her first time performing on tour in six years. She's giving you, she's wetting your appetite. She's giving you all the classics, the good. She's showing you that vocal ability. She's okay. giving it to you. And okay. then when you're all warmed up and you're in awe, that's when these motherfuckers ain't stopping Stop me. 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 <laughs> that's when, and then you, that's, so if you mean to tell me that you thought that that shit was weird, that you didn't understand the, 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 the sequential story that she was trying to deliver and get in, she, she's not going to start off with, with, uh, with I'm that girl. Okay, no. Right. She is going to give you a little something, something to get you hyped, to make you want it, to anticipate it. And she did it because by the time that shit came on, I wanted to hear that shit so bad. Listen. I was so hype. And for me, it was the transition. Like, oh. because like, she, oh. you know, she was doing like, get me body transit and give me body. And for me, it's crazy that it's like 13 years old transitioning a song like get me bodied to like cozy. Like it was again. Oh. no. Those extra vocals on cozy too. Oh, my God. It's been so hard for me to even watch. I mean, I've been trying to avoid watching this shit before the show so that I couldn't get spoiled. You know, I've watched a few clips here and there, but now even more so, I can't even bring myself to press play because I'm just so sad that I can't experience it again. Yeah, it really was. And uh, I went with Wendell and we were just saying like, this is one of those tours that's like 30 years from now, we will be telling people we were there. I was there. I do kind of wish I took more pictures. I really didn't. I, I was so in, in the no, moment. But I, I'm so happy, though, because there are so many times I'm on, I will go to concerts and I'm just like focused on getting the videos and getting like I what I could say is that I took some videos, but I really was in the moment. I really, I really was, was like, that is Beyonce right now. Like when Break My Soul. I mean, I was oh, like, I literally was letting my body free i was releasing the trade i was like i literally and talk about a safe space like it just thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of people nothing but love nothing but listen it was an amazing time um it was so good it was so good and i just i'm just oh oh man i this album, man, has really, really just helped me through so much. And like, I used to hear people talk about how music has helped them so much. And I never, I guess I never really identified with it too much. I mean, I understood what people were basically saying when they would make comments like that. And, I've, and I love music and I've been in musical theater and that has like really helped me a lot. So I get it on some basic level. But I think that this album in particular is the first time that I've really felt mm. just good i just feel good listening to it i just it just feels like all the stuff that i'm going through it just doesn't that it's not that it melts away it's that i'm able to survive it you know i'm able to to withstand it it's like i listen to that album and i'm like you can you got it i'm on you got this you, you can keep going give it a little more give it another push 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 and i just man i just i really appreciate this entire era and the fact that it's not even over and this is still simply act one i'm just like Child. oh man i just i can't i can't say it enough if you have the opportunity to go i know that not everybody got it like that so you know work within your means but like if you get the chance even if it's a nosebleed seat go see that show yeah. man go see that show i agree uh i com <clears throat> completely agree now keeping the teapot 
piping hot, baby. Now, I'm minding my business this week, you know, crazy week at work. And, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter. Um, I'm And I keep seeing UFO hearings, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, baby, I got the time to watch these videos. And who, baby. A former uh, former military intelligence officer turned whistleblower uh, told House lawmakers that Congress has been kept in the dark about UFOs, alleging at the hearing that executive branches have withheld information about mysterious objects for years. David Gersh, who served 14 years as an intelligence officer in the Air Force, um, was at a House committee or uh, appeared before the House Oversight Committee of National Security, baby. And the stuff that Mr. Josh was saying uh, was, I mean, talk about jaw-dropping. He believes that a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval uh, has happened and that the American government is in possession. Hear what I am saying. In possession of the remains of multiple crash sites. Then they specifically asked him, they said, well, did you recover any bodies? Okay, bodies. He said, yes. Then the lady said, so I am clear. Not human bodies. Mm-hmm. He said that the U.S. government is in possession of the remains, or we don't even know if they're living, because in which, how he said it was essentially like they have the bodies of the pilots. Okay, baby, okay, not just the remains of. of something that they can't identify. Baby, they said the pilots. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen. <laughs> I don't know what God <laughs> Allah, Jehovah, Beyonce. I was about to say. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Jehovah. Baby, but listen, get right with your faith because what? (laughs) There were so many things in this committee hearing that Josh could not say publicly, right? Like, I mean, he had to, like he, he said he couldn't say. Then they were saying, like, well, can you give us a list of names of agencies and different people that we can contact? And he said, well, I can't give it to you publicly, but I can give it to you outside check. Like, WTF. Now, mm-hmm. look, we have said this, right, multiple times on the casualty. The universe, right? The, like, outer space has billions of trillions of miles of places that we can't imagine that have yet to be explored. And so you think that 
out of that huge amount of space that we're the only intelligent life form. You know, like for me, it's just not mathematical possible, math mathematically possible. Mm-hmm. But baby, what you mean? Y'all, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You have pilots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think what's interesting to me is that, of course, this is it is hitting the news cycle and people are talking about it. But I feel like it should be more. I feel like more people should be freaking out than are right now. It's so wild to me because it's like we're all so distracted with all the craziness that's going on in the world right now that really like because I was watching The View earlier today and um, one of the co-hosts said something that I had brought up because I think that we'd had a conversation about this before on one of our casualty episodes. And I was like, at the beginning of like 2020, like right before COVID popped off, there was an article that came out about like UFOs and stuff and everyone kind of paid it dust because like a week later, COVID, you know what I mean? So I was like, girl, they tried to tell us back then. They told us three years ago. And now all of a sudden when it's like being verified by government officials in government chambers, okay, have non-human biological material now this could be this could be anything from foreign plants to microorganisms well what the hell is a pilot aman what's a pilot (laughs) i don't know but i just feel like more people should be figured out but but everyone's sort of like oh i can't take it I, i can't deal with this right now but guys like we are on the verge i believe of some huge it's so crazy because I feel like we're always people always theorize the reason that the government hides that kind of stuff is because they don't want to cause panic. And yet I don't think anybody's really panicking. I think that we're all kind of just like, oh, really? Oh, wow, that's crazy. Okay, so about them student loans. Right, though. right. Like, what you doing <laughs> about them loans, Joe? My thing is like, this is again where we talk about the news, we talk about propaganda, right? And for me, this is just a prime example, Amon, is that. We, the news cycle for a week was filled with nothing but Ocean Gate of people that practically committed suicide respectfully because ain't no way I'm getting in no container of a container of a container (laughs) like that, right? And, you know, the Coast Guard heard it blow up from radar that they not supposed to have. So they let us go crazy for a week. And then it's like this news comes out and it's like, y'all not talking about it? It's not like that for me is crazy. Then, you know, like I think around the 4th of July, back in like Las Vegas or Nevada, uh, that family that called 911 that said that they saw something land. It's eight foot tall. It has eyes. Baby, now. This independent journalist is reporting that, like, a U.S. official agency a week before the crash installed a camera on top of their home. Then, when the news broke, they came and removed it. Like, what? what? Listen, listen. And okay, now mind you, now I might be spicing this, but I just for me, right? It's like all of this is coming out, 
as the same time that I feel like all of this AI technology is being readily available, right? Like, I just feel like in our society right now, all of this AI is just, right, coming out. But it's like, they've had this AI capability for the longest time. Like, when you are trying to get somebody on the phone for your phone bill, and you be like, customer representative! Customer Mm -hmm. representative! Like, that's AI. Like, you know, it's been around, but I don't know. It's just like the timing of it is real weird for me. But again, I cannot get off of the fact that, again, they said that they had stuff, material from a crash that was not from this world. Okay. Not this state, not this county, not this country, not this hemisphere, but this world that they have it. Okay. (laughs) And they have the pilot. (laughs) Like, I don't understand how people like, Okay, because listen, something from the, something (laughs) from, you know, whatever out there could fall into our sky, even though highly unlikely because of our atmosphere, right? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, like, I just don't think people are thinking like, we go to space, right? Like, okay, like, child, it's a gamble every time we go into space because them rockets could blow up. So you mean to tell me? That something has penetrated our atmosphere, which means that it is sophisticated. Like it, like, mm-hmm. it knows what it's doing. I think people sometimes, like common folk, like don't that don't like think about this kind of stuff on the regular. Because I love space and all that shit, so I'm always thinking about this. But even me, sometimes I have to remind myself just how vast the universe allegedly is. Like mm-hmm. we. Like this earth, this earth is but a grain, not even a a one hundredth of a grain of sand in comparison to the rest of the earth. That is what we are in this vast sea of a universe with a neighboring galaxy the Andromeda galaxy that we're supposed to allegedly collide with in the next like 5 billion years or whatever it is. So there's there's stuff out there. There's there's stuff out there. There just, there has to be. And the fact that something allegedly came here and knew how to do so. And it was for the most part undetected, or at least if it was detected, they didn't let us know until they had already decided, okay, we'll give them this little bit of information. Like, so I'm willing to bet they know far more than they're letting that that that, we're, that they're letting us know now. So, and, and he wasn't just talking about one; he is saying a decade worth of information of material. Like, uh, mm. oh man, yeah. Like, yeah. I do wonder great. what this means for people of faith because. There are some Christians um, who believe, you know, that God created the earth and all of that and in seven days and this, that, and the third and, you know, really only believe in, like, what, what is, like, in the here and now. But does the existence of aliens 
shake people like that, I wonder. Or there's some Christians that are evolved and they're like, well, God created it all. Like he created the entire universe and, you know, he created the aliens too. So it's not really that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Because I tend to be on that side of things. Right. So I really wonder what devout Christians would like make of this or if they would just be like, this is a hoax. This isn't real at all. Like, oh, you, it's, it's a hoax. You lied to us. Women get back in the kitchen, have more children. And uh, yeah, like, you know, those devout yeah they ain't I don't believe that they're messing with this um, and <laughs> I don't believe that they are messing with this at all okay they, this they, is crazy Bryce like, oh my god right like it like that is why I am just so confused as to why they there is not more outcry like I really feel like we should be marching in like okay y'all want to y'all want y'all want to go to the capitol on June 6th for insurrection like I feel like <laughs> we should be as people marching and saying that like we deserve this information you know I, I have been obsessed with another story that happened a couple of weeks ago with the lady on the plane who was uh, saying oh, that someone that, back I, there was I, not real. Okay. And I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> because, and listen, here's the thing about that, right? Where are the charges? Right. Where are the charges? Because you can't yell in the theater fire. You darn sure can't go on a plane and make something like, you know what I mean? Like, where, like, where's the follow-up story with her? She's gone, Bryce. No one has been able to identify her. And every time I tweet about it, someone's like, oh, no, go on TikTok. They figured it out. I always go to the link that they're talking about. And it's no, it's like someone else pretending to be her. She has disappeared. And I don't understand how that's possible in today's day and age. We, we are able to find everybody and their grandmother. Even their deceased relatives were able to figure out who they are. And you mean to tell me that none of the friends and family of this lady who claimed that someone on the plane was a real could be found? Come on now. Like, but, again, you can't make a scene like that on a plane. That is a federal offense. She said, y'all can die on this plane oh, if you want to. I'm not going to. And if you have seen the video, like, she don't seem distraught. She don't seem crazy. Like she seemed like she seen something. And again, <laughs> the timing of it all. And even there aren't like a lot of passengers that are talking about either. I maybe found like maybe one or two. And one of them was a hoax. He wasn't even on the plane. He was just wanted for clout. I've only seen like one, what I'm believing to be a credible person that was on the plane. So like, why are none of the people on the plane even talking about it? None right. of the people that dealt with her, none of the, the, the flight attendants are talking about it either. Maybe they can't because of legal reasons. But like, I don't know, man, that, this whole thing. Ooh, 2023 is 2023. There's a lot of Listen, shit going on. <laughs> y'all better call Beyonce, Jehovah, <laughs> Allah. You better get right. Uh, but yeah, again, so of course I had to bring this to the casualty because I'm just like, why are not more people talking about it? But in a subject that it seems like has the whole 
internet in the world talking, uh, you know, our girl T.S. Madison has been in the headlines this week, along with Wildin' Out and The Breakfast Club, just hilarious. And I think that it brings a very nuanced conversation, and I really wanted to talk about it on The Casual Tea. So last Saturday, just hilarious, took to Instagram, uh, responding to a trans woman's TikTok. Her name was Blessing Rose. um, And essentially... Blessing Rose was doing this TikTok talking about uh, cis women and how she was saying that they don't own womanhood or periods, right? And you have to go listen to what our good sis was saying, right? Um, Because I feel like I understood what she was saying and a lot of the messaging and what she was trying to say was that like she feels like at times... um, biological women gatekeep things from trans and don't fully like give them the grace that they are a woman right however she says some kind of kooky stuff like you know you don't own womanhood or periods and Jess Hilarious responded in a now deleted Instagram post and obviously you should know Jess from Wilding Out again like all of the things that I said but Jess says, who the F I feel is like going- she pops up every now and then and she- it's always because she gets canceled. Right. And like, I have a love-hate relationship with Jess, but for in this situation, I think I'm good on Jess. Uh, Jess took to her Instagram to say, who the F is going to stand up for us? And us, I mean real women, biological women. When does the delusion stop? What is the difference between a trans person and someone who is, who has been diagnosed to be mentally insane. The only difference is you don't have a straight jacket on. And she went yeah. on in this post and what was so surprising in this horrific post, in my opinion, was her comments were flooded, flooded, flooded with a lot of black women uh, supporting Jess. And T.S. Madison took to the internet to address this. Um, And T.S. Madison and Jess have been going back and forth. T.S. Madison's original post to Jess was, there are so many real women that get mistaken for being transgendered women. And that's where a lot of the anger comes from. Uh, T.S. wrote, I hope they get a good look at how transphobia affects all women. But Jess Hilarious doubled down following T.S. Madison's tweet. Uh, Jess Hilarious posted a story with Madison's photo saying, you the last one that needs to be effing with me. Keep that ish over there. And so it has had these streets talking, right? And so first I need to just address Jess Hilarious and that post that she made who was going to stand up for us uh who was going to stand up for the real women and for me it's like a lot of people have hit me up asking me about this and i just start here if you cannot see the transphobic messaging in just hilarious's rhetoric that she was speaking where it's not worth the dialogue for me to have with you, right? Because like we need to start there. 
Okay. Now, again, mm-hmm. Jess responded to this trans sister on TikTok who was trying to make a point and made a very poor point. And Jess responded in a very transphobic way and really kind of, instead of addressing this one particular trans woman, Jess made an assumption of all trans women. And it is just like... It's just a very nuanced conversation, right? And so, again, I have to say that this conversation has brought a lot of, in my opinion, from the the comments that I have done and I have spent, when I tell you, hours reading a lot of these comments, right? Um, And a lot of them have been coming from Black women. And a lot of people have, a lot of trans women have been, specifically Black trans women, have been speaking up. And it's like, one, Trans women are one of the most population that it's one of, it's a a sub-minority and a minority, right? It is, Mm -hmm. it's a population that does not get respected. It's a population that gets killed, that has hate crime against them. It is like one of the most marginalized group. And On the other hand, black women, another marginalized group that's always the last to get respected. Why is it in 2023 that black women die far more at giving birth than any other race? Why is it that in healthcare, black women have to advocate for themselves and getting diagnosis with things when they go to the doctor and the doctor say, oh, it ain't nothing. Like, you know, like these are very marginalized groups and it hurts me to see the fact that there is this divisiveness in it. And it is hard for me because it's like, I want to say that I can maybe understand what Jess Hilarious is trying to say. However, for me, it's like you have to understand the transphobia in which, you, like, in which you are saying. Like, it, 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 it's just in. I don't believe that trans women are trying to replace real women. And again, I'm saying real women because, again, I've been reading online. A lot of women have been saying that they do not like the term cis. And I'm like, well, do you, do, do the people understand what they mean? But, but anyway, so I'm just real, like, I don't, I, I think a trans woman, I think a trans woman understands who they are, where they have transitioned to. And yes, they are a woman. I don't think that a trans woman believes that they have ovaries and menstrual, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe mm-hmm. that that is like, their walk is to be who they are. and and. I think that a lot of the hate, and this is just my opinion, I think a lot of the hate that some women have against the trans community, and again, this is subject for, like, I mean, but I also feel like, uh, so it's it's a multi-layer thing, right? Because I think a, some of the hate that real women have against trans women um, is embedded in homophobia, right? Because here we have 
heterosexual men that are attracted to trans women, but cannot openly say that because of transphobia and homophobia. So I, I think it is this web that weaves itself and especially rooted in the African-American community and especially rooted in when we don't allow people to be who the, they are, right? If you like what you like, that's fine. If you yeah, like... But if you like women, you like women. If you like trans women, you like trans women. Like for, for me, the issue is uh, being open, being honest. And if you're in a monogamous relationship, like you're in a monogamous relationship. Now, if you cheat that like for me, that's really where the issue come from. Like, you know, but that's just a whole nother topic. But it is just this debate that is kind of running rampant, especially in the black community. And I just feel like it is rearing the heads of a lot of people that are saying and supporting a lot of transphobic things is my take on it. Yeah, and I would even go further as to say that that like that homophobia stuff trickles down from misogyny. It's like the very idea that someone that should not be behaving feminine is feminine. It's like so it's like this weird twisted relationship that I think women can sometimes have with femininity and how it should be portrayed and how it should be accessed. Like it's, 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 it's very strange. Um, I, I mean, I, I've had conversations with family members and I, I, I feel like I under, I like you, I understand what I think I understood what she was getting at. She, it, her tirade was like laced with so much nastiness and, and hatred. It's like, you could have simply just said, Trans women and cis women have two separate experiences and it's okay to acknowledge those experiences, but coexist as women. Right. You could have lived, you could have just simply said it as that, but no, you chose to talk about how they're mentally ill because anyone that doesn't believe that they were born in the correct body obviously has something wrong with them. And that's the same thing they said about gay people mm -hmm. that they tried to make it a mental illness it's the same thing that way back in the day they black people or white people did to black people that they that we literally didn't have the brain capacity like our skulls were just not we didn't we just could, we're not as good like that's the, that's like the number one thing that I think people try to do to discredit someone else is to say your mind ain't right you know what I mean and so I, I can understand from a woman's perspective. You know, you have to do so much to the, the women have had a, a, a very, very rough existence in this world, not even just this country, but this world in general. And you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight and you get these rights. You get this representation. You get this power and this access. And then all of a sudden, it seems like there are men that are trying to infiltrate it because they're now saying that they're women. And so you feel like it's another way for men to sort of dominate your space. To that, I will say the conversation surrounding trans people is very loud right now because it is, I think it's a very new concept for a lot of people. It's not a new concept in history, but it's a new concept for a lot of people. We are having a social reckoning with it right now. So that's why we're getting so much back and forth and people are trying to, you know, understand and some people are just being stubborn. They don't want to get it. So they're just, you know, being hateful. The population of trans people is to the point where it will never, you will never see trans women ever being able to dominate the, 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 the spaces of women. That's just, that's just not going to happen. That's, it's just not going to happen. And secondly, 
like Bryce just said, I don't think that that is the goal. I think the goal is simply to be able to live in their own skin the way that they would like to. And that should not have any bearing on you. You're still a woman. You still have all the parts. You still have all the access to femininity and the ways that you would like it to, like, and the way that you want to wear your sexuality, your gender. You are at perfect liberty to do all of that. It's just that this woman over here had a separate experience. They didn't, they weren't born with some of the things that you were born with. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. Because, and I also think in Jess's point, like, you know, cause again, she kept going to like, uh, we bleed, I bleed. Like, and for me, it's like, so what are you saying to the women that experience menopause? What are you saying to the women that have fertility issues? Like, again, I don't, and again, in your attempt to try to humiliate and disrespect a trans woman, it's like you are belittling and disrespecting your own. And so, like, I just, yeah. And it's it, also like, why do you feel like someone would put themselves in a position to be in such danger? You know what right. I mean? Like, do you think right. that these trans people are just coming out here just doing it for attention. Now, mind you, there are some people that are well confused and they're young and they're, you know, I, I will concede that there is a bit of a fad with younger people. Sometimes they think that they're trans, they think that they're non-binary and they're simply experimenting and, you know, sometimes they decide at the end of the day, no, I'm good. You know, so that does happen. Now, I don't think that's the majority, but for the, for the trans person that is going through all the steps, if should they choose to or not, some trans people are fine with the machinery that they have, but they still consider themselves of the opposite sex, right? So, why do you think someone would put themselves through so much shit and agony and vitriol from people like you if that's not what was on their spirit? Like, right. it doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to subject. It's the similar thing to being gay. Like, I'm not going to I'm not faking it. It's not a choice right. that I'm making. I didn't ask to be of this sexuality and then have to deal with all of the homophobia and, and, and all that mental anguish of it. I didn't ask for that. It's just who I am. Right. So. And I also think that this conversation then leads to the conversation that I think a lot of people do not understand that gender is a society construct. You know, but we're not allowed to say that. We're not allowed to say that because there is no such thing as gender ideology. There's just two genders. You're either male or you're female. That's it. There are no other genders, Bryce. No other genders. Don't. How dare you? Don't say that. So, I mean, yeah, like I think that, and again, I mean, and child, you know where we can take the gender back to, right? Like, you know, colonial, colonialism, we can take it back to like, they, it's deep rooted, y'all. Like it is a, a huge thing. And I just, it saddens me, right? Because I have a lot of trans sisters. I have a lot of black sisters and I just, it just, it, it hurts me because it just hurts me because it, it, it's, it's just like, th this is not what we need to be doing. Right. And it's like in on the back of all of this anti 
black legislation that's going on, all of this anti-trans legislation going on, all of this anti-gay legislation going on, like we need to be united. And yeah. And then I don't know, for some reason, it's just like it, it takes me out because it's like, oh, like you could love us on Drag Race. You know, we could do your hair. We could do your makeup, but it's like deep down. Yeah, it's just um, I just think of escape. What I need from you is understanding. Honestly, and I think that we'll get there. Like I said, I think that we're just in the middle of a reckoning right now. People are just trying to come to terms with how they feel about it. And of course, naturally, they're going there's going to be people that just don't get it. And some of those people will just never get it. And that's okay. I think that we just need to get to a point where the majority of us understand what what our trans brothers and sisters are going through and empathize with it and sympathize with it and don't judge people for it and don't automatically assume that it's for some weird ulterior sexual motive because that's what it always goes back to is sex oh they want to be able to rape people in bathrooms oh they want to be able to diddle diddle children they want to be able to have conversations about sex with kids like no no girl no they're just trans and that's okay yeah um so very nuanced conversation uh and yeah i just wanted to bring it to the casualty, because again, I just think it's worth having the conversation. I know a lot of people, uh, and again, Aman and I are not trans and we're not women or black women. Uh, but again, I think that having empathy and having a black mother and having, I'm very connected to the community. And so I just wanted to offer my piece. And again, I don't think that either side is wrong. Now, I ain't speaking for Jess. Hilarious. I'm just saying, like, I understand uh, the points that are being made, but I think that there is um, miscommunication and, and not really hearing the full side. Uh, but, and on the last thing, because I know we do have to run, uh, miscommunication is a thing. Baby, miss, I, I don't even know what to even think of this, but Carly Russell. And again, we haven't potted oh in God. so long. So uh, oh I just wanted to, baby, uh, the Jefferson County District Attorney's Office uh, said as of today that they are considering filing charges against Miss Russell uh, for falsifying uh, for falsely reporting an incident and a, for false reporting of law enforcement, false reporting to law enforcement's authorities. Uh, the misdemeanor conduct carries one year in jail. And if you've been under a rock or in a submarine or in an alien something, I you have had to hear the story of Miss Carly called the police, said she was driving down the highway. Says she saw the toddler. Got out to speak to the toddler. Somebody then jumped out, held her captive. She left her phone, dropped her wig. Uh, (laughs) Went missing for three days, returned home, had us in an uproar. Okay, we in the black community are like, you know, y'all need to be putting the same effort y'all did for the submarine to this black sister who was trying to help a toddler. 
Now, as days went on, I saw, you know, on the internet, so on the book face, on the TikTok, there were some people questioning the legitimacy of her claims as video had came out of her car and different things. And, you know, here I am cussing them out like, what are, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Trying Baby. to poke then we got the story. The boyfriend, the mother, they make a statement talking about give us privacy at this time. Now, that's when my first antenna went up because I'm like, well, when she was missing, you wasn't asking for privacy. So <laughs> now that she's returned, I think that you do owe the public something. But, you know, I, I do support mental health. So take your time. Baby. Then when they releasing the nine one one footage, then she comes out. Then she says she made it up, girl. You made it up after you had been interviewing with the police for two hours. The day you got back, said they they was feeding you cereal. You escaped. <laughs> they found you. They had you take your clothes off. Like, girl, <laughs> what? <laughs> then the boyfriend makes a statement saying that he is saddened and signs it the ex-boyfriend, baby. Like, what? hell? And again, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, we need to check old girl. Like, she needs a psychological evaluation. Like, you mm. know, like this sounds... Then, they, then they, they release her recently searched footage, how to steal money from the cash register looking up the movie Taken. Then, you know, the internet on internet. And then they found a tweet from like 2013. Her talk about Taken 2 is her movie. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now, this is what I will say, right? Because I was one of those people that in my very private group of friends and family, I'm like, they need to be finding this sister. They're As you should be. They not doing enough. Then, you know, girl, when she came back and now I feel like a lot of people are saying, give her the electric chair. Give her this. This is my official statement on record, right? I am happy that she has returned. I am saddened that this was a hoax. And I hope that, you know, she gets the help that she needs. And if there are consequences to this, then she needs to pay the time. <sighs> she needs her ass whooped. <laughs> I'm just saying. She wasted so much time and energy and resources. Uh, she just did. And you know, I think that there is some validity to Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. I think that there is some validity to the argument because we hear this all the time that when people lie like this, it makes it harder to believe others. I don't think that that's necessarily true because if someone were to go end up missing tomorrow, I don't think that everyone would be like, are they lying? I feel like we as a society are usually quick to be like, oh, snap. And then when we find out that it is a lie, we get in that ass. So I don't think that anybody should feel any type of way that they were on the side of find the girl, find the girl, because what other information were you supposed to be going off of? Right. They said she was missing. She she the the person that she was on the phone with said that they heard her scream. 
and then she was gone. So I mean, what which was like, I need to know exactly like what that 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 must have been an Oscar worthy performance because <laughs> I'm just like. Girl, you was just sitting up in that hotel with no wig, no phone, <laughs> no shoes, <laughs> no shoes. Just like, huh? Did you did you okay? Did you also hear about? <laughs> so you know that somebody in California won the billion dollar lottery, right? Did you I, see that viral video of that black girl in that uh in that convenience store? Was like, that really her, her though? No, she was lying. Oh she my God, was, she was <laughs> because I, first of all, when I saw that video, I'm like, if I win a billion dollars, I'm not doing all of that. Okay, I'm going into hiding. Okay, I'm dropping my wig and my phone, and y'all ain't gonna see me if I win a billy. She hugging the store people. She, I was like, I just thought that that was so weird. They're like, get a bodyguard, get a bodyguard. And she's like running through the streets of LA. I'm like, somebody in the comments said, she said, just because the actors are on strike doesn't mean I can't act the fool. Listen. Like, <laughs> Listen, I'm taken out by, they call her Carly Smoletto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They said that needs to be the next versus. And she, des- <laughs> and she deserves because, yes. come on now, girl. Come on. Now, come on. If she ends up with some brand deal, if she ends up with, like, take me away in the alien ship. If I see this girl anywhere else on my TV screen, like with a brand deal or something, I'm going to be done. But yeah. I am open and wanting to see the Lifetime or Tubi movie of <laughs> this. The Dateline episode. Because, like, what the hell? Nah, she's wild. She's wild. <laughs> leaving her wig and her Apple Watch in the car. Leaving her car in the middle of the street. Like... like yeah. And then running through the woods oh my God. to a nearby hotel where she was buying chips and stuff. Yes. <laughs> like, what? She must have been up in that hotel scrolling through the ch- the news channels just waiting to see her name and her face pop up. But see, I also wonder, I was talking uh, to my friend about this and I was like, I one, I don't because you know, I had to come up with my own theories, right? Like, because I was thinking, like, maybe she was trying to get away from the boyfriend, right? But in my hearts of hearts, because first of all, there are times that I really do feel like, let me take my wig <laughs> off, let me leave my phone, and let me just get away from my life for a couple of days. Like, those are real thoughts of mine, right? I just, like, I want to believe that she just did not think this was going to become a national headline. What did she think was going to happen? <laughs> nah, I, maybe she just thought the local police, maybe she thought her family were part missing and they would look that she would come back and then that would be the end of it. Because think about it, right? If this did not get national attention and she just returned 
Like, I don't think that, like, the county would have that much pressure to, like... That's true. There are a lot of missing cases that don't go national. So that's that's very true. She might have just thought it might have been a small thing. But, like, I don't know. I don't think I would chance it in today's day and age because we will... All it takes is for one of your family members to be like, oh, my God, help me find my daughter. And then we will retweet that shit. Like, we will... Like, so... My thing is... She went wrong with calling the police and the toddler. Girl, if you'd have just left the Apple Watch, your wig, and then just left for three days, like, okay. But girl, you got the you got 911 involved. Like, you said you saw a white boy on the road. <laughs> like, Jesus what? Christ. Uh, I can't. I um, hope that she gets whatever peace she is searching for uh because clearly oh man just what a mess an entire mess a hot mess um and on that note i'm taking my wig off and i'm dropping my phone and (laughs) (laughs) uh this has been your your casual tea uh aman thank you so much for finding the time to chit chat with (laughs) Your old pal, before we go, I know Big Brother is getting ready to kick off. Like, what can the people expect from you? Where can they find you? What is all of that goodness? You can find me everywhere at Amon Adwin. Make sure that you um, are following the RHAP Instagram account if you would like to see me and Bryce and other familiar faces at the uh, premiere party in NYC. You'll find me over at RHEP just in general throughout the season, just talking about everything. And if you're a Drag Race fan, we did do an entire season's worth of coverage for All Stars 8 over in the Rehab section. So, yeah, check all that stuff out, baby. Yes. Well, thank you, Amon. Hopefully we get you. Hopefully we can we can schedule another casual tea in 2023. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll be able to. I'm sure. Yes. Well, thank you again. And this has been your <clears throat> casual get a message. get a message. Barb's got a message for you. Barb's got a message for you. Oh, and I hope it comes true. Hi, this is Miss Barb. So, What if you let go of others' expectations for your life and start creating your own? Think of the possibilities. You could create your own expectations for the home you want to live in. Create your own expectations for the job you want to give your time and energy to. Know that only you get to decide what goals you want to chase and what ideas you want to make come alive. You get to decide the clothes you wear and the meals you enjoy. You 
get to decide everything. Others may have opinions for you and your life. But at the end of the day, no one else can walk your path for you. Your life is up to you. So let go and live your best life. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And again, I am always a big supporter of mental health. I think that it's something that needs to be talked about more and put into practice every day. And so while I was scrolling through the Instagram, I came across this post regarding the L.A. Dodgers. And I said, this is amazing. And I really wish more sports organizations would operate like the L.A. Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers have re-signed outfielder Andrew Tolles, who has schizophrenia and hasn't played since 2018, to give him access to the team's health insurance and mental health services. Andrew is not expected to play for the Dodgers this season, but signing with the team will allow him to continue receiving treatment, including counseling, therapy, and medication. Much respect to the L.A. Dodgers. There are so many stories of these ex-pro athletes that are homeless, suffering from mental health and addiction. And ever so often you will see a TikTok or an Instagram or something on Twitter with them maybe at a gas station begging. And instead of helping them, the fans record it and putting it up on the Internet for views. And it is because they didn't manage their money well, or they don't have insurance. And so I think what the LA Dodgers is doing is so commendable. For me, almost spending a decade working in a mental health hospital, um, seeing the type of things in which people that are addicted, experiencing my own personal experience with addiction through my brother, people really need help. And these pro- Teams make millions, if not billions of dollars. And so the fact that these people don't have insurance, the fact that these people put their bodies on the line physically and mentally, and when it's all said and done, it's like, thank you and goodbye. I just really think what the L.A. Dodgers are doing for Andrew Tate is amazing. And I don't think that it's like, oh, more teams need to be like this. No, there need to be policies. There needs to be things put in place to ensure that pro athletes that give their all have something at the very minimum insurance. Uh, so again, this week's Freak of the Week is the LA Dodgers and a huge shout out to Andrew Tate. If the LA Dodgers and and Andrew Tate are this week's Freak of the Week. That means we are coming to a close of another amazing episode. I can't thank you enough for always supporting your baby boy, tuning in, showing me and all of the things that I 
have my hand in love. I truly appreciate it. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, click those five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The pilot! They have the remains of the pilot! Cause Issa! 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 It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.